Did you watch? Oh, you did watch Jungle Cruise. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we have the Suicide Squad review for you guys. Yes, that's right. Make sure you're subscribed and you'll get that full review in your little feedy. That's right. Hot off the presses. Uh, Venom will let there be carnage with a new trailer for the film. Red, hot off the presses. Talk about red hot carnage, literally in color, referenced in the trailer. He's the red one. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, And then uh, Christian Bale returns to comic book movies with uh, some set photos from Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, and hopefully a little bit of a better temper. I think there's actually more of a deep dive of Christian Bale and his like set blow up. So I think there's a little bit more nuance to it that I just don't know about. But it's still fun to just like poke fun at the fact oh, that yeah. he was like yelling at people. <laughs> right. And and I, I believe I think my favorite thing is like two, three years ago, he was like, I'll never be in comic book movies again. I'm done <laughs> after being Batman. And then Marvel's like, hey, we got that Marvel money for you. He's like, all right. I yeah, it's that. funny. Like I, I from a from like a, a positive point of view, you would just think like, oh, they just come around to it because the films are getting better and they're created with more nuance and more thought. Or the cynical side of it is just like, well, if you're not being in a superhero movie, what else do you have left to be in? Because that's pretty much everything that's coming out. So uh, a fun time for actors, but I feel bad for any of them when they're richer than we'll ever be. And have just different problems than we do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yelling, yelling at that movie. Oh uh, no! What yeah. blockbuster movie am I going to be in this year? Too many choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, speaking of blockbuster movies, we again watched the Suicide Squad, but we've we've watched some other movies this week, Mike. You you even dip back into some old DC stuff here. Looks like. Yeah, that's right. I have kind of been uh, famously more positive on Shazam. I feel like uh, maybe than uh, most people. And I've talked about it many times on the podcast. It's just a really fun movie. I really like Zachary Levi. I love the, the family dynamic that they bring up in the movie. I really enjoy actually the creature design. I just get really kind of these, these nostalgic vibes from like the the seven deadly sins is that what they are right yeah, yeah seven yeah. The, yeah the seven deadly sins they just kind of give me those um i don't remember the name of the monster because i'm not much of a ghostbusters fan but that one ghostbusters movie they have that one claymation kind of creature chasing rick moranis around town and i get a lot of that creature design vibes from it, was, it so they were in that trailer for ghostbusters afterlife last week as well Oh, the the dog was. Yeah, yeah, he busts out of the the shopping mall, uh, chasing oh, Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, that's right, or like some sort of facsimile of that. Um, but Zool. yeah, I just There's I love Dana the creature design. I love the twist because I didn't know that the whole family was going to be turning super powered, so that was fun. So I still kind of look forward to that part in the film and it happens at the very end, and it just. I love the little franchise that it's set, that it's setting up. I'm really looking forward to the next one. And isn't it coming out this year? I think it's like November or something. What that what the is? next that the next.
next Shazam movie no, is supposed to no. drop. No, it's, it's next or year. It, or 2022. Okay, yeah. 2022. I, I was also... It's still supposed to be, I think, November, November or December. But I also forget that Shazam is, like, kind of a holiday movie, so I should just be watching it every December with all of my other Christmas films. So maybe I'll add it into the rotation. And if the other one is also supposed to be coming around the same time of year, it would be kind of cool if the director yep. decided to just keep doing it kind yep. of a it is, holiday film. It's actually June of 2023. No, maybe this is just a cry that we want more Christmas films, right? That are superhero movies. I, I'm really surprised because I feel Shazam's been in production longer than Aquaman, which comes out actually of December of 2022. I would swap these two. You know what? It's Warner Brothers. You just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what grab bag they have going on over there. And these dates change all the time. Don't be surprised if things like get, yeah. you know. I actually, Who knows what James Wan's doing? We don't know when Aquaman's really coming out. Yeah, it, it's currently filming, I think, or just started filming. But thankfully, we have uh, a page on SuperheroSlate.com, uh, upcoming releases, where I just looked that up real fast. So Yeah, perfect. That's yeah, why we love you. Chris. That's what, Well, that's why we have that page. So I could be like, that didn't sound right. But, you know, again – everything's been pushed back where if we look at the we don't like to look at it, but the pandemic as a whole has really changed all our schedule like almost every mm-hmm. every two months i have to change dates on this page so um but yeah anyway shazam uh, it, you watch on hbo max it's on there right i believe yeah hbo max the the pleasure of the the warner brothers catalog at your very fingertips uh, and then after that, we had a nice little back-to-back uh, Emily Blunt uh, movie-thon here in our household, where first up we watched The Quiet Place 2, which is uh, streaming right now on Paramount Plus, I yes, think. It just, is that, yes. the, is that yep. where it's supposed to be? It was It Who was one that? of those new movies that got the shorter window. Uh, it was like yeah, a 45-day right. window. I keep getting Paramount Plus confused with Peacock. It's just the P streaming services. Mm-hmm. It just confuses me. Well, nothing's good uh, on Peacock, so that's... that's <laughs> yeah, that's but I, I, you know, uh, you mentioned, uh, I think, previously on in the summer that you weren't a big fan of a quiet place too, but, uh, I, yeah, it, I, I, I enjoyed the first one way more than I enjoyed the second one. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I, I saw that was like the first movie I saw in theaters for like a year and a half was quiet okay. place too. So, well, the wife and I watched it in the comfort of our own home, which I actually would have really liked to be in a full movie theater for this one. Cause we had a really great time when we saw the first one It was the first time in a long time. I had a whole theater that behaved and was very, very quiet. And it just kind of made the experience even more fun. But over, Overall, I enjoyed A Quiet Place too. I do start to kind of feel the premise being like stretched like a little bit like they're just kind of like okay you kind of need to define maybe these rules in the world a little bit more so I can understand like oh why these people if they're living on an island like why (laughs) aren't they worried about the fishermen people that'll attack you at the wharf it seems like they're bad enough that they would just hop on boats and go attack these people it's not that far away you can see it from the land like that yeah yeah exactly so but like i just keep i just keep ignoring it because i'm just overall having a good time and maybe just nobody really knows what they're doing in this universe because it's only been like i think like just a little over like a year and like a few months so maybe just nobody really knows exactly what they're doing but we just had a positive time and then this is where chris and i i found out this week totally flip-flop on these two emily blunt movies i watched the jungle cruise and i hated it i did not like it uh I don't know why people enjoy this weird Metallica song that they added in the middle of it. It's so weird to be watching like this. It's so weird to be watching like this jungly movie. And then I'm not saying a Metallica cover 
or whatever can't be in this movie, but like an electric guitar suddenly <laughs> pops up in the middle of my uh, Amazon period piece adventure movie. It's so weird. The plot is all over the place. There's so much plot in this movie. There's so much plot in this movie that's just unnecessary and we talked. I talked about The Rock a little bit last week on the show about like I just cannot envision him as anything else except Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and you know it makes a lot of money from for him. It does well in some movies. I think it's the worst casting choice ever for him to be this like Jungle Cruise captain because like Chris, I know you super big fan of puns. The Jungle Cruise ride at Disney parks is full of them, <laughs> but the cruise captains on those boats are always like the nerdiest dorkiest kids in the park that get that job so that's what i associate all of these dad jokes with are also just dorky dads in general when i imagine an ex-pro wrestler the rock the like one of the like the biggest richest like stars out there like doing these jokes it just i do not feel it it just takes me out of the movie so I was not a fan of the Jungle Cruise, but Chris, you might have some. Uh, I I, I love the Jungle Cruise. I think this will be something that plays probably monthly in my house if I'm going to. Oh wow! Around. I really, I really, the ride is fantastic. I don't. I've been to the one in Florida several times, uh, multiple times even when I was there, and we didn't have any dorky kids. We actually had like more middle aged people like driving those boats for us. Well, the, I, uh, I'm not, so, it's not an insult, but I'm sure they're dorks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fine. But I mean, like they know what they're doing. They, they, they deliver the lines and you know, he, he even says one line, the, like the kids like mommy, can you make him stop? And he's like, no, I won't. And don't interrupt me again. I'm like, I, I live for that in terms of like bad jokes. And while, you know, I, I don't know how much plot it has. Yes. It's unbelievable. But you talk about forgiving things in, in, in the quiet place. There are things in here I can easily forgive. Um, like the the MacGuffin, this this tree and, and and these flowers, but to me this is a a pretty good marriage of um, the the mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean um, along the way. I, and this, you, there is a twist in this movie which I I actually didn't see coming, but I really like the way it looks. You know, uh, Emily Blunt, she's great as an action star in anything she does. I, th- I think we can both agree on that, right? Like she, yeah. she does everything great. And I think, what yeah. was that one? Live, Die, Repeat. I think it's like the first movie where I saw Oh her. yeah, that's great. I can, I can say two, actually two positive things about this movie. I won't totally trash it. The opening set piece with Emily Blunt, I really, really like The whole adventure side of things where she's trying to get this uh, evidence out of this kind of uh, adventurer's yeah. club. You know, it just felt very fun, adventure like, you know, classic kind of Disney movie. And that also introduced is the other part I really about this film Jesse Plemons as this kind of weird kind of German so, Nazi dude I really really liked him I, I I did until I was like he's doing his best Christoph Waltz impression for the whole film I think I would, I would have to uh, Jesse Plemons was not like my favorite character because he was just doing <laughs> that the whole time uh, so yeah I, th- I think we, we are laying on, on different parts of this but I really love the the swashbuckling I think the they get the intro set piece and then the second one um, actually at the wharf or I guess the uh, the, the actual j- the river the, the, port the docks yeah I the guess. docks so that was all built for real so like when you watch that you kind of like feel the scale and size of this like river they dug up and built all these sets and then um the the, the small Paul Giamatti cameo was pretty fun um, <laughs> I, I I think I, the more I thought about like the um, animal CGI was very rough, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, he's supposed to be. Like, you're never going to tame a, a tiger to be what that one had to be. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had a really good time. I think this one's one of those movies, like, from Disney, of the the, the ride to 
um, movie, just like the original Pirates that came before. It's it's fun. It's easy to watch. I can throw it on in the background. I don't have to pay attention to it anymore because I've watched the plots and just listen to the jokes and see the the set pieces uh, kind of along the way. I, I was. Just, it's on Disney Plus too for um, it was like premiere access right for right now. Yeah, I uh, think what in like a couple weeks you'll be able to watch it for free or something like I, that. I don't think it's like one. I don't think it's like the forty five day one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the first one kind of thing. The just the weird the weird little decisions in this movie also kind of drove me crazy. Like when they showed the Rock in that flashback wearing that little wig, I could not believe for a second that that man was a cartographer. I was like, this is not the type of mental image I have of a cartographer this, in my head. The, well, <laughs> and, and that's fine. I mean, again, that's that's, that's that's your own premonition, but that's then, exactly what he looked like when he he did the Hercules movie. I mean, I it, it, the well, Hercules like is a before. warrior, not a cartographer, though. Like a right, cartographer that, was the, like an old nerd. But but the hair, uh, of the, but, I mean, again, so I think you're you're applying. And Paul Giamatti takes his engine. Yeah, he takes the whole engine. Like that's you don't need to take an engine to like stop his boat. Like just it, chain it, impound it, just take the boat. You just the it was just so funny watching the entire engine come out of the boat. Yeah. Like, Okay, I guess that's one way. Like, it's a boat; it can just float. He can get an oar. It, I, yeah. The whole is just it's just silly. But I'm having a fun time talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, so I suppose that's a positive. The, yeah, the, I I think um, yeah, the Jungle Cruise is just one of those things. Like, it to me, it really mayor. Like, I really like the the lead actors. Like, it, it, it's so much the Mummy um, because you have like the headstrong woman who wants to be a scientist. So, like, society won't let her. Like, it's exactly. Evie from the Mummy, and then just he's watch the, the Mummy on HBO Max, folks. Yeah, well, Brenda Fraser is a joy. I, I I can watch the Mummy, and you can watch this as well. You don't have to to, to split the difference here. Um, but then, like, there's the uptight brother who's like, um, there. I, it's just it's a really good time. I don't think people who who watch it would would be opposed. Now, if you if you're it's just by yourself, it's probably not worth thirty dollars. I will say that. If you have like a, a family or like you know some people come over, it's probably worth the thirty dollars. I think kids probably are not going to have the same issues I have with this yeah. film. Yeah, it's 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 that. But um, but other than that, we actually both watched another of the same movies this week, Mike. The Suicide Squad. We are here. The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I had to put emphasis on The Suicide Squad <laughs> so we don't get it confused with 2016's Suicide Squad of the same name of different quality. Um, we uh, that we were we were doing reviews back then, so you can actually go listen to our old Suicide Squad review and, and hear how much we didn't enjoy that film. Um, but the the Suicide Squad has a benefit; it's in theaters and streaming on the ad free HBO Max plan right now. So if you don't uh, or cannot go to the theaters, you can watch us at home for uh, I think around fifteen dollars. We decided um, for that one, which is great because. They did that with Wonder Woman 84, and I feel like they should pay me for watching that one <laughs> on there. Um, we just did a, a full spoiler-filled review episode, um, if you want to listen to that. But Mike, kick it off again. Tell us what you thought The Suicide Squad. Yeah, spoiler-free here. Just a, a hint, a tidbit of what we'll get in that full uh, podcast. I overall had a very good time. Uh, pleasant film. Uh, not much not much to nitpick from my point of view. I uh, had a great time talking about it with Chris. We dove into... Uh, a lot of things we had a lot of questions but i overall i had a good time love the characters uh the premise maybe a little weak but i had a great time um the starfish just 
not expecting a starfish in a superhero movie. I thought it turned out it, pretty well. So. It was not another name for a butthole. Well, we, yeah, we, exactly. Uh, that's just funny that you bring that up because I that you know that was in the trailers. But yeah. my wife made like the same joke just on her own. She was just like a starfish, like butthole, and I was just like, oh, she's gonna be shocked when John <laughs> Cena brings that up here in about one minute. Uh, so that was really really funny. Um, but yeah, very very James Gunn from head to toe, written and directed by him. So I'd say it's safe to say that. If you liked any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you are going to have a good time with uh, The Suicide Squad. Uh, you do not need to... I, you don't need to see anything from the Warner Brothers lineup. You don't need to see even the last Suicide Squad movie. This is very much a standalone movie. You just need to have general knowledge of like just what superheroes are and just know that these characters are within the universe of like Superman and like yeah. Batman and stuff like that. And that's about it. So you can show this to your your moms, your dads that haven't been uh, you know, tweeting release the air cut, you know, like maybe you have been. So very, very um very watchable for anybody. And I, I, I had a good time looking forward to the uh, Peacemaker, you know, I guess spinoff on HBO Max series. I think that'll be great. I had a great time with John Cena. John Cena's like my Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I feel like, you know, people and you can like either one of them. You can like both. But I feel like he's my The Rock. I'll pretty and, much watch anything that he's in. And you, and you know what the, the common denominator is between them? Uh, big buff dudes. What does that say about me? Uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> Oh Vin, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't seen the the, the latest one yet. That's the one the, the the John Cena one. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. So yeah, uh, anything else you want to add to that before I jump in? I no, Chris, let us know what did you think about the Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad. It's just okay. I, I we we kind of talked about a little bit why I think it's just okay. Um, there are some questionable things and some choices in here uh, that you know I think the. James Gunn is known for his uh, soundtrack in the Guardians movies, but those soundtracks make more sense in terms of the movie. And here they just kind of, uh, I think, drown out the film overall. Uh, there's, uh, I wanted to laugh a little bit more. Um, there's some some dark humor, some stuff like that. I didn't think it was nearly as funny. Um, I, I don't think it's bad. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think it's bad. I'm just not. I'm not in love with it. Um, it I honestly am still struggling to find. While we were talking about it, I could pull stuff up, but on the fly, I'm like, I don't remember much about this movie, and I think that's, you know, something that I, I'm like, uh, you could have just done a little bit better. But uh, overall, like you said, I, I'm glad I was able to watch it, and, um, you know, James Gunn brings his staple James Gunn, um, you know, thing to it. I think the the thing is missing uh, that he was able to add to the, his previous work is a heart, uh, if you will, at the end of it, and this one didn't quite have that, but at the same time, you can feel if you've watched Guardians and you like Guardians, there's th this is uh i guess like not really a spin-off but like you know he he has taken his craft from there and, and what people have enjoyed it and really applied it to this movie and that's uh very very evident throughout i i i feel after guardians 3 james gunn might have um uh, a a couple more movies not necessarily suicide squad related but a couple more films maybe at dc where he gets to kind of maybe do some uh some more stuff that he wants to do right rather than than something else i'd like to see him pick I would love to see James Gunn pick a B or A list uh, superhero and kind of go like, well, like like a Booster Gold maybe. You think he'd mm -hmm. be like be able to kind of take a time oh, traveling guy who think who's pretending to be a hero somewhere along Abs the way? Absolutely, but also we don't often see this where like these uh, these 
coveted superhero directors are also writing the movies as well. Mm. So what would happen if just James Gunn wrote his just own movie, like his own original idea, like, you yeah. know, science fiction, comedy, a little bit of both, you know, it could even be original superhero. I, I would just be kind of curious what happens when James Gunn doesn't adapt something. Have you, know? you well, um, have you watched his movie Super with Rain Wilson? Um, and, uh, I think I, I think I watched that way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Super is like his first one that was like original kind of, kind of mm-hmm. like that. I, I think that'd be good. But I think, you know, again, that was what, 10, 15 years ago. So I think, yeah. you know, Thing I like is, to see what he's learned from then. Yeah. And also by now he, he has kind of a car blanche, right? He could make the weirdest idea and any executive is going to green light it by yeah, now. Right. <laughs> I, I can see him being like maybe one of those guys who goes straight to maybe a, uh, I, I, I know directors love to say you only get the full experience in theaters, but like I, I think that's kind of bullshit right now. Um, like yeah, you can release something on streaming and it just be okay, right? Like you you had a good time with the Tomorrow War, right? Like mm-hmm. that's fine to put it on streaming. <laughs> like that was a, probably a, a fairly large budget film based on what I saw with the effects and the cast. I'm, I think, and you didn't you you didn't regret watching that on at home on a streaming service, did you? Nope. Yeah, plus, so, I, everybody already has Prime anyway, so it's yeah. just a good deal. Yeah, so I, I could totally see him being like, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I want to make my own stuff. Maybe maybe Netflix, maybe Amazon or, or you know, uh, hell, even HBO Max at this point can hire him to make whatever he wants and put it on there. I, I'd, I'd love to know how many people subscribe to HBO Max to watch this movie. I think of all the movies for free this year, this is probably one of the bigger ones uh, that would get people to go there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, yeah. Listen to our review. If you uh, the first part of our review is spoiler free. If you want to know more about our details, then it goes right in the spoilers. If you watched it, so you can check that out. Something I've been dying to ask you this week because I feel <laughs> this is this this can go either way when I talk to you about this movie. Um, is Venom: Let There Be Carnage a full trailer released for this film? I, we had like a teaser trailer before. Um, and I still think this is a little bit of a teaser, right? There's no plot to the film kind of revealed yeah, here. But but weird, it's kind of listed as like official trailer two. So it's yeah. like, what are we supposed to believe and, here? And, and, and notoriously, Sony sucks at making trailers and telling uh-huh. us what's going on with this. We don't even have a, a No Way Home trailer yet. Like, you want to you want to go stir up shit on the internet? Well, go talk well, to them about we, the No Way well, Home we trailer. Well, we were told we would have to see another Venom trailer before yeah. we got the No Way Home trailer. So here it is. So it that is. No Way Home trailer should be any time now, right? Yeah, I God, I hope so. Uh, we are less than a month from uh, Shang Chi, so maybe maybe they'll they'll do it in time for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this trailer released, and uh, thankfully, uh, much to to at least my chagrin, they did not hold back on the symbiotes this time again, mm-hmm. right? Like the first Venom trailer had no symbiotes in it at all. Uh, we actually get to see three Venom, Carnage, and I believe it's Shriek. I believe it's the third, the third one. Um, and uh, we get to see, actually, um, how Venom, or not Venom, uh, Carnage is created, and it's very, I'm going to tell you, very close to the comic book origin, where uh, a piece of Venom uh, bonds with the blood of uh, Cletus Cassidy, uh, and that kind of actually... Uh, when we see some of these shots, I believe, molds his body into a symbiote rather than just being the symbiote with him, if that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we get to see one shot where it looks like Eddie, or, uh, Woody Harrelson literally morphs into the symbiote rather than it becoming a shell around him like Venom does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which um, I believe there's also a couple of shots with holes in him where he can like move his body around. This trailer... For this movie being what I'm presuming is going to be PG-13, made me think there might be an R rating in this movie a little bit based on 
some of the there violence. Was, uh, some deep throat French kissing yes. in this trailer. <laughs> uh, some definitely some some death and destruction. Helicopters, uh, definitely. I, I wouldn't say there's blood, but yeah, like they he literally shoves his tongue down a guard, and then um, uh, even the, the the venom symbiote says shit at one point, or, or Eddie says shit, right? Like whenever mm. it's coming off of him when he's about to fight Carnage, he says, "Oh, it's a red one." Um, that's. I'm sure there's some lore in the Venom world we're gonna we're gonna hear about in this, but I, I it's not I, I'm not in love with this, but I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see this movie from Andy Circus, Mike, and uh, I feel like you're gonna lean the other way, uh, but like <laughs> no, I, I feel I'm, like I'm excited for it. No matter what I do, I cannot muster any interest for this movie at all these trailers keep coming out and it's just i feel like i'm looking at the exact same movie over again which is really disappointing because i thought like okay it's just a trailer so i do have to give that caveat i thought andy circus was going to bring maybe something a little bit different to this but it just seems like the exact same movie so uh i and i can only go off what i'm seeing here but like i just i i just i I don't know what it is, Chris, but I just there's I, no interest here. I'm gonna see it, right? You know, I, I gotta yeah. see it, and I'd probably see it either way because it's technically a Spider-Man movie, and I love Spider-Man, so I'm, I'm gonna go see anything that comes out of that. But it's just like, I just don't care. Like the the there, at, there it's is, just it's just dumb, well, and I just there, can't connect to it. There is no plot being revealed, right? Like I don't know what the story is other than Cletus gets a symbiote and then they have to fight him. So I want to know, yeah. like, what's the story here? What makes this different? And, yeah. and, and they're, also, not really, they're not really showing that to us. You also already kind of know how it's going to end, right? I mean, the one thing that, like, you know about symbiotes already, even if you only have seen the first movie, is, like, sound is the thing that they're most affected by. And I think maybe fire, but I don't know if that's just comic books or if they're going to bring that up at all. But, like, and you have this very prominent character in the trailer that is basically, like, a big sound cannon. You, you know that's how the movie's going to end, right? So the I guess the dy- dynamic might be the push and pull between what side that maybe that character Shriek wants so, to be on, but it's just like, I don't care. So, so it's just going to be goo fighting each other. Yeah, I, I, w- I would normally agree with you, but I like uh, the difference here is like I, Carnage seems to be using more of his like arsenal, if you will, because he's bonded to literally a serial killer. Uh, so, you know, we get to see like his, his, his like poison spikes, stuff like that, rather than just like a mesh of black, black and blacker goo, like the first one was, um, Treak is notorious for actually being in, um, Carnage's wheelhouse, uh, her and him, along with, I think three other characters, including Doppelganger. Do you remember Doppelganger, the Spider-Man dude with like three other, like six arms kind of dude? Um, yes. Yeah. Every, when I said, everyone's like, oh, from the cartoon, I'm like, yeah, from the cartoon, um shriek shriek and i was reading this up earlier today just to make sure I was right. like shriek is uh usually on his side so that's going to be interesting to see you know um you know how that is she is being played by naomi harris um in the upcoming uh movie who and i, I totally forgot about this we didn't talk about this she has uh been money penny in all the new bond movies um, mm-hmm. and she actually is in pirates two and three as uh, tia dalma the the witch who's technically the ocean you learn oh yeah i was like oh she's actually a really good character but she looks like she's playing like that same character kind of here a little bit uh rather than the uh the money penny side i i'm excited i don't know a lot of i don't know what's going on with me they haven't really released a plot i've not seen any leaks for a plot so i would be interesting to see what the story I mean, is i i yeah, just want to know what it is and, and what is 
what is Andy Circus bringing? Yeah. Like, I know and he, how, he is. And the, how much is the plot really going to matter, right? Yeah. It's Venom versus Carnage. Right, but I think that that's going to make it. If it was just Venom versus Carnage and they're going to fight the whole time, it wouldn't be any fun. But if there's. No, what be... would be cool, Chris? Oh, God. I don't know if Spider Man was in any of these movies. <laughs> Like, the whole reason this character exists to begin with, Jesus. Well, no, uh, <laughs> Carnage doesn't exist for Spider-Man. No, but the whole Venom franchise does. Well, a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, there's been more books without Spider-Man than there has you know, with him. I think maybe a way to kind of just save this franchise overall for me is just go balls-to-the-wall cosmic, right? Go to the symbiote planet. There's, like, some sort of mythical symbiote sword, apparently. The like, just go, just go really weird yeah. into it, and then maybe it'll pique my interest. But it just kind of seems like they're doing, like, city superhero, but there's goo, and he's kind of bad well that's, so that's I, I think it needs to go a little different well for that's me personally that, i mean that's the, the the classic venom story's lethal protector that is that is what it is where he's in san francisco and he is being an anti-hero now we do get confirmation this that eddie says venom can eat whoever he wants in this i want to see how that follows through i'm like that was a little little interesting that he's going to do that i just i like i said i want to know what andy circus has in store he is notorious for being able to play characters who have multiple sides and in cg right like he he was Gollum. In Lord of the Rings, someone who had multiple personalities, inside and outside kind of thing. And then also, you know, being in the Planet of the Apes movies. So, uh, and then also, actually one of my favorite, you know, B-list villains in, in Marvel, Claw. Uh, I, I actually really liked him in this. So hopefully he can bring something to this. But I, I really, like, they are just teasing, I, I guess, Woody Harrelson in some action scenes. But I want to know what's more with this. But um, we do. I, I'm, I'm glad they're sticking to the classic origin of um, Carnage, where it is is Vonum with uh, his blood, and, and rather than just like, oh, we found another symbiote that happened to land here and, and go to him. So check out the trailer and it links in our show notes. Uh, the Bad Batch, the season one finale is this coming Friday, and you might be saying, Chris. Why are you saying season one? Well, they confirmed season two will be coming out 2022 for The Bad Batch, which is great because I thought the show was going to end and then we weren't going to get any more animated Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, Dave Filoni, again, love his work, love what he does. These characters are great. I want to know kind of where they end up in the world. Um, in a, This is at the start of the Empire kind of thing, right? Um, so uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this, Mike. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see if you get caught up with this sooner than later because um, it's, it's very quality Star Wars shows while we're, while we're moving and through this. I'm kind of looking at the uh, I'm looking at the episode list here on IMDb now since I haven't seen any of the Bad Batch yet, and it looks like kind of maybe the the quality of this season might depend on what episode that you're in. It looks like people were really really positively responding to the first one, then it kind of dips a little bit, then it comes back up and then dips a little bit. So, uh it looks like there was an episode that wasn't particularly well received by the name of Infested. Uh so I don't know what exactly is going on there. Which uh, but, which uh, uh, uh it, let's see here. Infested to save oh. a friend, the batch plot a mission to sabotage a gangster's operation. Okay, that looks like it. Okay, that was the last one I saw. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I can see why that one was would not be <laughs> That one so you hear about filler episodes if you will mm -hmm. uh, that that's like the filler of the show i will <laughs> gotcha the that rest a lot of yeah the rest of them are more like multi-arc stories if you mm -hmm. will um because that's how you know feloni did like a lot of the clone war stuff right like they're multiple stuff 
Uh, I've not watched, um, again, I've not watched War Mantle or Return to Kamino, so I'm excited to actually see how this kind of ends up and um, where this uh, where this season goes. Where where do they end up these characters? Will we actually get like a live-action version down the road or not kind of thing? I'll probably just end up doing what I did last time, was just asking you which episodes yeah. I have to watch, and I'll watch those. <laughs> yeah, these are going to be interesting because these... Um, uh, no spoilers, but because this is set before Rebels, this actually sets up some of the bigger Rebels characters along mm-hmm. the way. Um, so that's, yeah, I'll have to go through and, and take a look at that. I'm, I'm I actually love to see them do this. Do you know one guy voices all of the Bad Batch, and that that guy is the voice of Olmec in Legends of the Hidden Temple. So oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I keep forgetting that you're uh, you're rewatching. Yeah, I wouldn't Legend say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm watching Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's on in the background. <laughs> okay, uh, um, but um, he he's uh, the one guy he voices all the clones. Uh, D. Bradley Baker. So uh, very very talented man. Glad they they got him for that. But speaking of Star Wars, the Star Wars is going on a Halloween special, Mike, called The Terrifying Tales. And it's coming to Disney Plus on October 1st. And in true um, Halloween parody fashion, they have someone raising a hand out of a grave uh, and igniting a lightsaber. So, Yeah, you know, I, I'm actually struggling to remember what my opinion was on that kind of... Um, holidays like special that they made last year i i feel like i remember some positive stuff but i guess i don't really have a a strong memory of it so i don't know like you were saying with the suicide squad i don't know if that means good or bad but you know you know it's not like it's uh very taxing to watch these specials so yeah i'll give it a shot yeah like 22 minutes uh it's, it's interesting a lot of these, uh, I looked at the, the characters, but they're playing a lot of these from the, the Lego Star Wars Freemaker Adventures, which was like a short-lived Lego TV show they had for a while. And mm-hmm. it was, was hard for me to wrap my head around is I've played all the Lego Star Wars games. Well, guess what they didn't have in those? Voice actors. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, this voice doesn't line up with these uh, kind of characters along the way. Um, but the also thing is with Lego is they don't take themselves seriously, right? Like... They can. I, this is technically set after the rise of Skywalker, but like you can see here, there's a Death Star in this. Like they, they can reference everything and everything at once. So, um, I, I'm yeah. Like I said, it's not tech, it's like 22 minutes come out in in October. I, I imagine a lot more, um, a lot like was it The Simpsons had the Loki crossover. Uh, Lego will probably have a lot of these. They should do a Valentine's Day episode, and it'll be a PSA about not to kiss your sister. And that's my next pitch go for it man go <laughs> for it see how that goes uh what i am excited for this week is the what if series launches mm-hmm. on disney plus and uh the showrunner or writer um has confirmed captain carter will carry over between all the seasons mm-hmm. um which is great apparently they they love having Haley atwell come in but not give her her own thing and when they did give her her own thing apparently that's not canon anymore Um, but nine episodes will be in season one of what if, and nine episodes are in season two of what if, um, they were originally supposed to be 10, but apparently the uh, pandemic caused them to, to, to shift one and then cut, well, I guess two out of uh, season two then. Um, we kind of talked briefly about that on our chat. I, I, I don't think that's really surprising, right? Like the only thing you could think of is like it may they may not be as interconnected as we think if they can shuffle them around but yeah also and if they can just kind of cut one off and push it 
Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to get the feeling of this show as it, 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 they are just like little capsules, right? I know we see like a Doctor Strange, like possibly fighting another Doctor Strange and the Watcher is supposed to be watching all of this. But these do just feel like they're going to be just like the branches of the timeline that we see at the end of yeah. Loki, right? Like, and oh, here's a branch and here's a branch. It's funny you mentioned that because the newest promo, which I didn't include because, you know, it's the week before. I don't want anyone to see anything they don't want to see. Literally starts with the timeline branches image from Loki and each one being a little pop at the end of those mm-hmm. branches so like yeah. you're 100 percent correct yeah so that's the only way you'd be able to just kind of shift these episodes around right and this reminds me that i think disney plus just added a new legends clip for agent carter yeah uh, and i haven't watched it i haven't really been watching any of these but i kind of want to watch that one because i feel like you're you're gonna get all of your information from the agent carter tv show which is they didn't include necessi- it that's oh, what that really that's why because i that's, just said they did they took it out of canon yeah because i because i wanted to watch it because i was like well what else do you have to pull from she yeah. was just basically in captain america and briefly in was it in, in, winter soldier or civil civil war no it was civil war that she kind of died in right? she died in I civil think. war yeah she wasn't actually in civil war she was in the bed for like a scene of Winter yeah. soldier and then she danced with steve at the end of a game yeah so i'm just like how do you fill out oh, that little like 10 minute and, like thing and, and ant-man for like a second whenever like they had the young uh hank yeah. pym yeah i don't know i don't know how they fill that out so that's that's the the curious thing is here what's great is you know Haley atwell's been such a team player right she even had a couple of scenes in agents of shield like flashbacks of stuff mm-hmm. um so you know even though agent carter's not oh, in there she technically was in ant-man either one or two right because they yeah, that's what I just said. michael douglas for that scene yeah know? that's what i just said yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so that that's really about it uh but you know there are rumors we've talked about this before captain carter will be in the doctor strange movie as a cameo it's one of the universes mm-hmm. in live action um you know and again if the watchers just watching they could pick and choose different you know quote unquote uh important parts of that that universe right that that makes sense so we could be like oh this is captain carter you know when she first is introduced and then you know here is like you know 15 years later or whatever maybe she gets frozen in ice and she's in the real the modern day man it's really starting to seem like this doctor strange movie is going to be like just a movie that doctor strange happens to be in right yeah. there's all of like these different rumors of what and who might be in it and I, we haven't Do heard you love like anything cameos? Of, uh, yeah. we have i'm not saying it's bad i'm just no. saying it's kind of, kind of funny cuz the movies they just keep getting this mythology around them around the spider-man movies and like the doctor strange yeah. movie it's just like I don't think I've heard anything about Mordo possibly popping up. He, really, he, I'm sure he'll be in he it. Is, but he like, is in you there. Know, yeah, yeah. We haven't really heard any sort of machinations of what he may or may not be doing. So I guess once we get closer to the to uh, the Multiverse of Madness, we'll start to get a better idea of like, yeah, this is a sorcerer's problem. So yeah. how is the sorcerer going to solve it? Yeah, the, it's, it's going to be interesting, I guess, you know, again, Loki kicking off literally the multiverse, right? And then how much will that will affect this? And you know, what if will show us kind of where that is and uh, um according also to the writer everything we see in this series is uh will be canon for the multiverse now what does that mean it doesn't mean like oh this is the main universe going forward it's like oh these are parallel things happening right now and, and that's what it is kind of thing so uh probably also that they can come like if they want to show a live action version of that in one of the other movies they will because i don't think that i don't think they'd use a an animated clip to imply it in, in dr <laughs> yeah, Strange, right yeah so um yeah i'm excited for what if mike i i think these are like what 22 minutes episodes um very 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 excited to get my hands on these wednesdays uh starting this wednesday 
Thor, Love and Thunder. We got links in the show notes, folks. Check this out. We got Christian Bale on set as Gore, the God Butcher. And um, I've seen people be like, oh my gosh, he looks like the, um, those, the, was it the creators in that Alien Prometheus movie? Like the ones that like. <laughs> or he looks like Mr. Freeze from the Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger's version, just without the free suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's wearing his white, uh, very, very white, um, body paint black nails and a very see-through white kind of kind of cloak right is that what that is like a drapey cloak um and he's in uh on sand so yeah i don't know i don't know what we pull away from this right we don't really they tried to zoom in on the face we don't know there's tracking dots involved um i mean we looked at we've been looking a little bit of set shots of ezra miller on the flash and there's supposed to be like two ezra millers but there's a stand-in and there's like no dots on their face so we're kind of thinking do they even need the tracking dots anymore when they're when they're doing uh, visual effects on faces so you gotta gotta look through a lot of this stuff. if you do a quick google mic for gore uh G-O-R-R you will see he actually looks pretty close they, they, they've nailed this kind of live action stuff so I'm glad they're not just doing a complete um, you yeah, know I CGI guess they'd character. have to like a, not like a D nose them but they kind of got to if they go do with the that nose, face, yeah. maybe the maw a little bit so if it's really I guess reconstruction of a nose and like a kind of like the uh they did harry potter the mouth yeah yeah i yeah. did yeah uh, did he have a tracking dot well i guess really you don't need tracking dots for the nose because the tip of the nose is kind of it is the dot. like a tracking point for a lot yeah. of stuff so uh and you know if they do like a tentacled version or something like that you know those are just and add-ons but so, so you mentioned earlier uh gore is known for having what's called the necro sword the necro sword mm-hmm. is actually made from the symbiote god in the marvel comics universe um you don't find that out until after the Necro Sword, but the Necro Sword in the MCU, those were actually wielded by Hela in Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. So there is rumor to believe like this version of Gore hasn't got the Necro Sword yet because he's just like the regular pale version of himself. Mm-hmm. So when he gets the Necro Sword, he will get the darker, you know, cloak, the darker highlights, the the gooey sword on his arm kind of thing. <laughs> she transforms. Yeah. Uh, as far as we can tell, we just we have to trust yeah. our Rat Catcher number one. Taiko Atiti, he yeah. really seems to know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think um, honestly, I, to get Christian Bale back into superheroes, especially body paint all day like this, it's got to be something good, right? Like it can't just be the paycheck. Like yeah, uh, and and he can't yell at, at you know Taika on set. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. It, it does make you wonder, like how much of this is like a personal relationship, right? You know, Christian Bale is the type of guy that can do really any project that he wants. He could self fund projects. You know, I'm sure he could get funding for pet projects that he wants to do. Like maybe it just comes down to something as simple as just like, you know, he just knows Chris Hemsworth. Maybe he like bought a house in Australia, like not far from his place. And they're just like, Oh, you should be in the next movie. You should meet my friend Taika. Like, I, I feel like a lot of decisions in Hollywood go that way once you reach like a high level. So, right. you know, maybe that's the reason but, why we're seeing them in superhero movies again. It, it, it could be that. Um, maybe, I'm, I'm hoping it's just a good story. And he believes in the project. So we'll, we'll knock on wood. Because uh, mm-hmm. honestly, if you saw Thor, the Dark World, he kind of looks like Malak at the Dark Elf doesn't like with that white pale so <laughs> yeah. like like if you were th- if it was dark world level quality filmmaking going on still i'd be like oh this is gonna be bad but um mm-hmm. hopefully they've they've resolved that now stranger things put out a promo teaser i didn't link it here mike i'll link it by the time the show goes live uh saying season four is releasing next year in 2022 
Um, I almost kind of forgotten this show. It's kind of fallen off the zeitgeist, right? Like of of the pop culture radar. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring that up too. There's just so much time in between seasons. Uh, like even though the show is is uh, fun and I'm having a good time, like it's really hard for me to get the hype engine back up, right? It's just like if the hype train is like a real thing, like I feel like it hasn't really been maintained, right? They haven't been like greasing the wheels. The track is starting to get grown over and, and like the PR team has to get in there and like rejuvenate this train. Um, luckily I'm just, I'm just so happy the teaser actually had a little bit of new stuff in it. You, mm-hmm. we get to see Hopper with like a flamethrower. You get like two other shots of just seeing that the kids are still alive and what they look like, but they're aging so much faster due to puberty than what they are in the show. So I think the last time we talked about stranger things in any sort of earnest length, we kind of mentioned like, Oh, I wonder if the Duffer brothers are writing to the fact that all of their actors are aging very, very quickly because like when the show started the relationship between 11 and can't even remember the main Finn. Yeah. The main kid. Uh, it was just kind of very like maybe cute crushy, but it was mainly just, they're just trying to like save her. Then it's evolved into this more romantic thing. Like hell, by the time they get to like stranger things five, like, uh, it might be like Riverdale up in here. These kids might be like locking the closet door, you know, doing weird things that will make all us all feel uncomfortable because we met them when they were children. Right. Like it, it could be, I think also, they, I think they ended the last season knowing there was going to be a break, right? Like, didn't um, the the kid who gets abducted all the time, uh, Will, Will, I think, yeah, Will and yeah. Eleven and his mom all left town, right? They like moved out of the state, and then Hopper apparently ended up in Russia somehow. Uh, yeah, so, so that might that might be clever because we might get to pick up on the characters after a long time. They yeah. may have like changed quite a bit. Yeah, so I well, I think they they I think they knew there was going to be a little bit of a thing, and then. My understanding is from uh, a while ago, like when I was looking at something, they've written the last two seasons kind of coherently so they could film them quickly. Knock on wood, because mm. that the Finn Wolfhard, he's in uh, the Ghostbusters movie too. Like it was like foot long hair, right? Like he's in everything. <laughs> if you need a kid who's kind of a jerk and you know with dark hair, cast this kid. Uh, he does a great job. Um, so yeah, uh, Stranger Things season four releasing next year. For those who uh, may know or may not know, uh, why The Last Man finally, finally, Mike, after years of trying to get this off the ground, uh, is is debuting September 13th on FX on Hulu, and they've finally released the full series trailer. (laughs) Yeah, this might be the the best scenario overall, actually, for The Why Last Man, because if you have like a a comic book series that is all wrapped up and done and good to go, that's a good place to start because you know where you need to end. Uh, Much like a comic book series is episodic, you know, it's good to put it in a... um, in a uh, TV show format, right? Because, you know, these superhero stuff translate to movies really well because you can kind of tell one big bombastic story. So it's probably a good thing that it ultimately ended up on TV. Um, It's landing on FX, which FX is making some really good stuff. Um, And then the promo says that this is like FX on Hulu. And I think it's like a same day synergy they're going with. Like I watch like Dave on FX, but that airs on like Wednesdays and I can't watch it until Thursdays on Hulu. But I think this is like a, we're doing it all together. Like you don't have to have FX. We're not trying to get you to get cable. We're driving like Hulu subscriptions and sign up. So that could be an indication that this is a little bit more of a premium experience. Yeah. Like even though the stuff on FX is good, this could hint at like maybe like, Oh, the budget could be a little bit more inflated because it's a, 
it's an ap- apocalyptic thing. You got to do a special effects to make stuff look like shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, well, and uh, I mean, I just did some just quick. So it isn't going to FX. It's only going to FX on Hulu, which is free. So that's good. And this this show has been through development hell, right, for the past like 10 or 15 years. Uh, but I was trying to look up here. I was pretty sure when I looked this up that this will also be um, co-written with Brian K. Vaughn, who was the writer of the uh, uh, original series, um, which means I feel like they're going to maybe make some changes from the novel, which is wrapped up, um, like wrapped up in like 2008. Uh, so that way the show's not as predictable as the book is, right? Like, kind of yeah, I, I believe the build kind of like showrunner head creator is this uh, woman by the name of Eliza Clark. Yeah. Um, and she has uh, worked in TV before. I, I haven't really quite seen anything that she's uh, uh, done on her on her IMDb page, but you know, she seems to be a seasoned Hollywood vet. So, uh, not really tapping an unknown for this. So, you know, you got a, you got a TV veteran teaming up with Brian K. Vaughn who, you know, I'm sure he's dabbled with uh, television in the past yeah. because you know all writers have he, at some point a, in time. A lot of his stuff, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it comes like it's just funny because Eliza Clark replaced the original showrunners, and then also um, I know this because uh, he's Druig in the Eternals. Barry Cogan, he was the original Yorick, and then he left it as like, I think February of last year. Um, so like they've only been making this like maybe the past year and a half, finally in in, in full things and. You know, the whole premise is uh, one day uh, all men except Yorick, uh, who's the Y of the title, uh, and, and I believe his monkey, all males, mm-hmm. mammals, die at the same time. Uh, and nobody knows why. So, um, yeah. This, I'm, this... I'm excited to see where it goes because I've only read the first collected volume that kind of ends on an interesting cliffhanger in uh, outer space. So I'm curious to see uh, where that goes. And my laziness has ultimately paid off. I never got around <laughs> to finishing it. So now the TV show can do it for me. My favorite medium to consume stories. So uh, this is just, uh, this is it, kids. Uh, you know, there's pay- payment for yeah. being lazy. And I just looked uh, and it said um, Wikipedia has episode one and two debuting the same day on September 13th. So nice. Um, you might get, might get a double that day. Hopefully they don't just drop it all on there. That'd be kind of a bummer, but. That's whatever. Uh, lastly, Lord of the Rings, the TV show on Amazon that they are spending millions of dollars on, uh, released its first image and a release date, September 2nd, 2022, 13 full months away, Mike. Um, they've wrapped filming on this show, so they will be working on um, off those Amazon AWS servers for the next 13 months, <laughs> making some uh, effects here kind of going on. Uh, something cool I noticed if you look at this big elven looking town right um, mm-hmm. it looks like if you look to the right where the sun is it looks like there's two trees doesn't it like a dark tree and a, a white tree like a light tree kind of yeah there's like some sort of big tree going on I don't know yeah I some don't... some nerd who knows the Salmarillion back and forth is probably screaming uh, at us like you don't know about those trees the light and dark trees of the hidden forest so of Agathor the, or whatever uh, Amazon <laughs> has no rights for the Silmarillion um, actually, the um, what's his, his estate? Who's the writer of that? Tolkien, the Tolkien estate mm-hmm. hates the actual live action movies so much they have not licensed that book out to anybody. Not That's even so Amazon. Strange. I mean, I'm not even like a big Lord of the Rings person. I don't really know anything about the lore except for what I've seen yeah. in the movies. But as far as I know, isn't the Salmarini Salmarini? How do you even say it? Isn't it more kind of like a 
like a visual or not like a visual. It's more like a dictionary. It's not like a story. It's just kind of more like a history book, right? It's not it's, like a narrative. It's like so you can't. It's like five chapters that tell like different ages, like including like the the when the rings were made, and then like the, the all these different ages or whatever. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it, so it's like I'm I'm not saying it's the same, and I'm sure people would scoff if I brought up Harry Potter, but it kind of seems like like if you'd be adapting Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is like textbook right so yeah. i don't really know if the salmarini salmarini however you say it can <laughs> really be adapted but anyway this just goes to show you i don't know anything about lord of the rings i don't know what this town is it kind of slightly reminds me of the town that the dra- that that is it a dragon isn't doesn't there isn't there a dragon in lord of the rings that like attacks a town and it's like crumbled or something and they're trying to save it is it like it, maybe the third movie are you, are you talking about the, Ho- the hobbit movies no, I've never seen those. In the third Lord of the Rings movie, uh, there's like a kingdom that's the, being protected. Yeah, yeah, the the evil, um, the the Nazgul leader, uh, which kind King, of I believe, is, yeah. it kind of looks like this because I do remember there being like levels Gondor. and heights yeah. to the to the city. Oh, I guess gotten. Yeah, so I don't know what this is. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is Ghostbusters all over again, trusting the, the the lads at Superhero Slate to understand anything so, that they look at when they look at Lord of the Rings. So I'm actually going to retract my previous statement. Uh, actually, Amazon did get the Silmarillion, but this was only like two weeks ago. So oh, okay. uh, I, I read it backwards <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, and then there's also the Unfinished Tales, or at least parts of them. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, Again, if I was to say anything about the show, this looks like something from Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, right? Like, I would not be like the the architecture feels just like it's right out of that movie, right? Like, yeah, feels. I mean, cool. is that is that an elf? Is that who this is supposed to be? It's too far it's, away. It's to supposed to be a short haired <laughs> elf, and apparently that's oh, okay. not a real thing. Um, but whatever, we'll see. Um, I'm really surprised the the uh, Tolkien estate does not like the movies, right? Like, those first three are like heralded as like. You know, Academy Award winning films. Yeah, that seems strange. I wonder I wonder what exactly is going on there. I wonder if maybe it's a misattributed quote or I don't know if are they actually talking about the Hobbit movies. Yeah, that's strange. I, I feel like everybody uh, is head over heels with how well the books were even adapted as you know at first so i don't know but this is great because if you're not a big lord of the rings fan you just kind of sit back and kind of watch the chaos unfold and eventually these multi-million dollar tv episodes just episodes will uh will land on my uh, amazon prime account that i already pay for and i'll just be like oh this is fun i don't watch uh a lot of amazon prime uh, if i was going to be honest there's not a lot i go there for um but I feel like this is going to be enough of a, a zeitgeist thing to like, yeah, I'm going to need to need to be in there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Looking looking into this, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. If I'm going to be honest, hopefully Amazon doesn't mess this up. Um, we're kind of in an age of like what The Witcher, right? Um, you know, I feel like it's kind of like in the same fantasy world as as a uh, Lord of the Rings kind of stuff is. So like, I really feel like there's a lot writing on this too. Uh, especially mm-hmm. after like the failure of the last season of Game of Thrones too, so um, I, I think this could make or break Amazon as a streaming service. So, uh, not not break it. I think any f- good faith we have to watch anything they make or adapt would be would be good. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, they got 13 months to edit it in CGI. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, anything else, Mike? That it. That's it for the show. That's it. That's the news for this week. That's the news. That's how it goes in the business. Um, 
Yes. Also, again, reminder, we recorded a Suicide Squad review. You can listen to that. But, Mike, if you want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, valdan87, V-A-L-D-A-N-8-7. Uh, also on Twitter, valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, people want to know more about what your what you know, our episodes are every week. Uh, any other reviews? We're coming up. Movies are starting to release regularly. We're less than a month from Shang-Chi, knock on wood. Um, where can they get more stuff from our show at? All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our kick-ass show notes. So if you want to see that uh, Lord of the Rings shot that we were just talking about or if you want to see Christian Bale in his uh, shiny white glory as Gore the God Butcher on set, we got all those links there in our show notes. And you can find us at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts, all over at SuperheroSlate.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the Gram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com com slash store we love hearing from you please reach out with any crazy conspiracy theories you have what you're loving what you're hating what you want us to talk about we love hearing from you and if you want to be a super fan of the show it's oh so easy to do all you have to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy go get vaccinated and we will be back here every week folks that's right we will see you next week bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I watched the I watched the Carnage trailer. I watched the Stranger Things teaser. I watched the Why the Last Man. Um, I saw the Lord of the Rings thing. All right. <laughs>